0: The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of O. Well, overall, the Royals' offense sputtered in this four-game set versus the Twins, scoring just 2.25 runs per night. But at the end of the day, the Royals get the split, and to me, this is a big statement for KC, as even when they're not swinging the bats, they can still split and show they are the class of the AL Central as the Royals remain four and a half games in first place, overcoming next to no offense and getting their second walk-off in the last three games 3-2. to As it's Devo on your dish right here on Clubhouse Conversation. Glad you're along to talk some Royals baseball and also listen and hang out here before the All-Star Game starters are announced at 630 Central Time here in just a little bit over two hours. And we're going to get to the work of Danny Duffy, who deserves a good old-fashioned tip of the cap today. We're going to get to the unfortunate news on Mike Moustakis. What this game and series mean in the big picture, and we'll preview the Tampa series. That's all coming up. let's let's begin though first with our player of the game tonight. And that to me is obvious. Alex Gordon. Gordon showing once again, Why the Royals need to look long and hard and get creative in ways to keep him in KC long term, especially with a hole in right field going into next season as well. As Gordo directly produces one run today on his solo home run, his 10th of the year in the fifth inning that tied the game at two. And that was so big because, you know, while I doubt inside the Royals dugout, there was any panic or any worry whatsoever. I mean, this team is resilient as they come. They knew they'd probably come back and win this game. I'm sure there wasn't doubting in there, but at the same time, there's a little frustration building up, and especially in the stands and across Royals Nation. You get down 2 nothing early. Big hit by Drew Butera there to make it 2-1 to in the third inning. Uh, to knock in Omar and But then Alex Gordon gets the game tied, and you're like, whew, okay. Two to two, fifth inning. We got Duffy dealing. We got the bullpen in good shape. We're good to go. So Alex produces the run with his bat, first of all, after getting on base at a continued high rate throughout this year. Uh, could have a career high this year getting on base. Second of all, Alex, one spectacular and one superb defensive play. The one spectacular one, well, both of them came against Trevor Plouffe. At the bottom of the fourth, top excuse me, top of the fourth was the spectacular one, though. Top of the fourth inning, leading out the inning, Gordo diving to his left, stabs the ball, spears it in, and saves the Royals a double against Trevor Plouffe. And then again, in the ninth inning, he does the exact same thing. Not quite as spectacular of a play but still a tremendous play that 80% of left fielders don't make in Major League Baseball. So, I mean, you got to figure Alex Gordon not only with the offensive run produced, but you've got to think he saved the Royals a minimum of one run on defense. if those are both doubles, uh, nobody on base or you know nobody out, you got to think Trevor Plouffe's going to score at least one of those two times. So, Alex Gordon to me saved the Royals two to three runs in this game directly from his bat and defense. Great game for Gordo as he earns the player of the game and hopefully an All-Star starting nomination here at 630 on ESPN. Now, while we're talking about defense, let's also get down to Mike Moustakis, who made a tremendous play in the second himself, robbing Eduardo Nunez of a hit and holding Miguel Sano at second base, who, by the way, is going to be a good player. Seeing him in this four-game set, making his MLB debut on Thursday night, hits the ball hard. It just jumps off the bat. It's like he's not even swinging that hard. He's hitting the ball off the fence. We saw it again tonight at the straightaway center field in the second A.B. today. But Moose made that great play, and then to talk, you know, uh, non-baseball here for a second. We found out uh, shortly after the game that he had to leave uh, the ball game early. That's why Dusty Coleman came in due to a family emergency for Mike Moustakis, who has already been through one already this year. And we wish him the best. I mean, that's that's way more important than baseball at this point. Likely, Christian Colón is up for at least the Tampa series. As Moose, most likely, we don't want to speculate. Most likely, goes on some sort of bereavement list, and he should spend time with his family. And I know Dayton and Company and Ned are very supportive of that, and know that family comes first before baseball. So you know, we'll give Moose at least this series off. I would imagine potentially the whole week. You know, it, it would be nice if it's a real serious issue that he could spend this whole week with his family. Then you have four games off for the All Star game. Doubtful, Moose is going to the all-star game at this point, possibly in a reserve role, I suppose, but doubtful as the starter. So it might not be the worst thing in the world to give him some time with his family because obviously some things come before baseball. So we all definitely send Moose the best. And I'm sure he was thrilled as he no doubt left the K to know his teammates came through and won the game for him. So defense was great tonight, Gordon and Moose. And then, of course, we've got to give props Uh, To Eric Hosmer as well on defense. I mean, obviously, Hos drove in the winning run, but let's go back and not overlook the dig that he had on the throw from Wade Davis that was hurried. That gets by Hosmer. Big issues. So the Royals on defense today, I mean, the defense had to have saved the Royals two to three runs today, minimum. This is how they won games all of last year and even back to 2013. And they haven't had to win that many games this way this year, but it's good to see that they still can. And especially good to do it against the Twins. Show them, hey, you know, you guys played a damn good series. Because the Twins did. They got four good starting pitching outings in this series. The bullpen overall was pretty good, although it has to be frustrating for Twins fans to have Glenn Perkins in their bullpen while they're blowing games in the late innings a couple of times in this series. But overall, the Twins, you know, were better defensively, much better this series than what we've seen earlier in the year. Hit the ball at a decent clip. I mean, the Twins played well in this series, and to know that the Royals didn't even play that well, especially on offense, and still found a way to split, and you're still four and a half games back, it's nice to see the Royals stick that to the Twins in this way and say, hey, we're not playing our best right now. We're not Scoring runs, but we still split with you. So there you go. So that was big to me. And Ned Yo said it in his presser right after the game: "This is as big of a you know an early July game as you'll play." And that's true. It's a big swing from two and a half to four and a half up for the Royals. Now, offensively, like we talked about, Lorenzo Kane gets the leadoff walk in the ninth inning. The dreaded leadoff walk from Blaine Boyer, a former Omaha Storm Chaser from a couple of years ago. And then Thompson gives it up again as Eric Hosmer walks off with a double. Nice aggressive play by Jurish and sending him home. The Royals get the win. Offensively, though, not a good day. We're not going to completely overlook the Royals' approach today just because they won. It's good that they won, no doubt. And the the same guys who are struggling on offense are making the plays on defense. So we're not going to just sit here and beat up guys. But the Royals' offense is not well right now. Yes, they were one for two with runners in scoring position. Not ever a good game when you only have two guys at second or third base. The Royals struck out another eight times, a very common theme lately. They did walk four times. One of those was intentional. But, I mean, Irvin Santana, four of his first six innings throws less than 10 pitches. His first game of the season, he went eight innings through just 93 pitches. So he threw about 11.5 pitches an inning. It's not good. First four innings was throwing 9.75 pitches per inning. And the Royals did sting a couple of balls leading out the game. i Escobar did. There were some other ones hit right at people. So the Royals did hit some balls well. So let's not act like they didn't get any solid contact because they did. But still, I mean, come on, 93 pitches, in 8 innings, and the Royals manage just two runs on three hits, one of them the Gordo home run, the Butera hit. I mean, that's almost their entire offense against Santana. Eight strikeouts, just not good for the Royals offensively. And we've been talking about this for a while, even a week and a half, two weeks ago when they were in you know, Seattle and Oakland starting off that road trip 5-1, and one, about how it was impressive the Royals were winning games, even though their offense still wasn't great. And they were getting double-digit hits almost every game back then. But you still knew they weren't clicking, and they're still not clicking. But the good news, overall, this is good news, because we know this team offensively is a lot better than they're playing A. B, they're winning games. They're still playing over five hundred during this stretch when their offense isn't isn't exactly well. And C, you've got to figure the Royals are probably going to add a bat. So there's, I mean, there's lots of good things to look at. The, the most importantly, of course, is the Royals continue to win games, 13 over and four and a half in first place. Now let's not ignore. We talked about the offense and defense. Let's also not forget and not ignore the job that Danny Duffy did today. Duffy was very good today, coming off an outing where he did recover to go six and two thirds. It was a, a similar outing today where Duffy gave up some runs early in his previous outing against Houston, but still went six and two-thirds. Today gives up a run in the second, a run in the third, so his two runs came in the first story innings, but then he digs in and goes six and a third, allowing just those two runs, scattering five hicks, uh, did walk three and struck out one. So Danny Duffy, a very encouraging start today. I was still frustrated about the last start. I told you that I was not thrilled about the fact that he gave up four, and then the adding before that was like five, and there was a four and a three. So, you know, I was not thrilled about that. I was happy that he did go the innings of the last start. So last start, the innings kind of saved that start for me. Today's a huge step forward because he, again, gave you innings, six and a third. And again, I mean, pitched even better. Gave you a, a damn good chance to win, allowing just two. So Danny Duffy, that is awesome. He will be my runner-up for player of the game next to Alex Gordon. So nice job from the Duff man today. A guy the Royals really need to get well. And a guy who I've been seemingly all year drinking the Kool-Aid on. You know, predicting big things in his next start every start. And it hasn't happened too often, but we have seen a couple of encouraging starts in a row. Today, for sure, the other one looks more encouraging now that he backed it up with a, a better one today. And let's not... Also lose the job that Ryan Matson did, coming in out of relief. The runner at second with one out, he strands him there in the seventh inning, getting the two he faces on flyouts. And then it was Wade Davis and Greg Holland doing their thing. Series split for the Royals. And we said coming into this homestand, you had to split this one. You had to split Tampa, and you hope to to win the series against Toronto or some variation of that. Maybe you win three out of four, two, two and two and one and two. However you get there in this homestand, you needed to go six and five. So the Royals are now two and two. If they split the next two, they're four and four. You take two out of three from Toronto. You're six and five. You go six and five into the All-Star break. You're in great shape. Just think about that right now. But the Royals at 14 over going into the All-Star break, and most likely, I would guess, right around four to five games still in first place. And, and that's a, a good way to go into the All-Star break. So let's hope the Royals, you know, game by game, series by series. So we still got a full week. You can't just chalk it up. as I understand that they still have to win games, and, and they could easily not get to that mark. But I like the Royals' chances going forward as let's break down the four games now against Tampa. So tomorrow, the Royals, by the way, will see two pitchers they've never seen before in this four-game set. The first one being tomorrow, right-hander Alex Colomay, who is three and forward the 0 against Edinson Volquez 8 and 4 3 4 8. First of all, I love Volquez in this in this game. Coming off a very frustrating and shaky outing when he was handed the 3 to nothing lead on Wednesday night against Houston in the third game of that series and couldn't hold it. Got very leaky in that fifth inning, 11, you know, just like five runs total. Eight hits in four innings. So Volquez was not good in his last start, four plus innings. Now Colome on the other hand, has been very good for the most part over the last four or five starts. He wasn't great in his last one. did go seven innings, but allowed five runs. So that's not good against Cleveland. But previous two starts, uh, well, six innings, three runs against Boston, and then no runs in seven and a third, one-hit innings against Cleveland. So he's been good in two of his last three and mediocre to bad in the other one. But Colomay, the Royals have never seen him, and we know how that goes Just you know, <laughs> throughout this year. Volquez, I just like him coming off a tough start against – Tampa Bay. We shall see. I like the Royals in Game 1. Game 2 will be interesting. Lefty Matt Moore, and if you remember, he had Tommy John surgery. The last game before that came at Kauffman Stadium, and this will be just his second game back at the K. So no doubt, some bad memories of Kauffman Stadium. He'll be taking the mound against Chris Young. uh, Matt Moore, a 7-7-1 ERA. That's just four runs and four and two-thirds against Cleveland. One outing so far. So, you know, can't judge him too much. The Royals have handled him, though, in his career. An ERA over 5. 0-2. And like I said, last year, four and a third, one run on four hits at the K, his final game before his elbow blew up, and we do wish him well in the future. Matt Moore, man, talk about a dynamic guy when he first came up. Chris Young coming off of five and a third, one run outing against the Twins on Thursday night, his first start against Tampa in over two years. So we'll see what happens in this matchup. Toss-up game, I like the Royals again. I just do. The offense has got to wake up. The offense is going to wake up. It's, it's, It's a matter of any day now. And I like the Royals pitching in both of those two games. I think the Royals get the first two in this series. Game three, I don't like them at all. You saw Dallas Keuchel, who would be my pick probably to start the American League, and we'll find that out here shortly as well from Ned Yost. I imagine that'll probably be tomorrow, though. But uh, you had Keuchel. The Royals already saw him or dominated by in Houston, and now you've got Chris Archer, who's probably the other top candidate to start the All Star game for the American League. Archer nine and five with a two one eight against Jeremy Guthrie, six and five at the five four two. I mean Archer. Well, the thing about him, first of all, is the fastball tops out at 98, sometimes 99. Sits at 96, sometimes 97. But then that slider, he throws it something like 38% of the time. The slider is devastating from Archer. I just do not like this matchup at all for the Royals. He's coming off six and two-thirds shutout innings against the Yankees on three hits. Last year, dominated the Royals April 8th. Seven shutout innings on six hits. Don't like this one at all. Guthrie has been good, though. And we've seen Joe Blanton beat Felix Hernandez, so why not Jeremy Guthrie beat uh, Chris Archer? Guthrie, over his last two starts, has allowed four runs and 13 and a third. Damn good. Four runs and 13 and a third, only 12 hits. Those coming against Minnesota and Oakland, and he was also good against Tampa last year, seven innings, one run, and four hits. So, so far, I've got the Royals ahead two to one in this series. And the final game to me is a complete toss-up game. In my book, the Royals are ahead 2-1 to one in this series going into Thursday afternoon's game against another guy they have never seen, right-hander Nathan Carnes toes the slab, the rubber, for the Rays. He's 4-4 four four with the 3-2-1 against right-hander Yodano Ventura. Ventura 3-6 with the 4-6-8. Royals have never seen Carnes, like I said, coming off a 10-strikeout game against the Yankees. Good grief. Two runs in seven innings, and he's had three quote-unquote quality starts in a row. So Karn's a guy the Royals have never seen, you know, maybe you lean Tampa in this in this game, but Ventura is a wild card. I like him in this, in this matchup. His first start in almost a month, it was June 12th at St. Louis when he went three innings, two runs on four hits before being put on the DL. So there you go. I like the Royals in the first two. I love Tampa in game three. And game four, I'll call it toss-up leaning Tampa. So let's just call this a four-game split. And at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure most guys in that Royals clubhouse would probably take a four-game split. You got to figure you maintain your lead or at the most lose a half game, most likely. Uh, But I haven't checked minutes for the schedule. Decent chance they're off one of those days. But so there you go. I I like the Royals in the split, and then we'll hope for the best finishing off before the All Star break. But we'll see what happens also this evening. It'll be interesting to see how many starters the Royals get in the All Star game. I'm going to guess four starters. I'm going to guess Salvi. I'm going to guess Hosmer. I'm going to guess Esk. Sorry, not Hosmer. I'm sorry there was redo (laughs) take two Salvi Escobar Gordon and Kane those are the four I think Salvi Escobar Gordon and Kane believe the Royals get four starters I believe I believe Wade Davis will get named and possibly Mike Moustakis so the Royals make it six plus their coaching staff and we shall see but we'll talk more about that tomorrow we'll talk about tomorrow evening's game as well and got some good interviews coming up for you soon like I told you we got Pete Lecoq former Royal coming soon I've believe I've hunted down Renelvis Hernandez, a guy named Trinidad Hubbard who had a long major league career as an outfielder. All those guys, plus all of your favorite current Royals as well, from all the way down to the low minors, all the way up to KC. They'll be hanging out on Clubhouse Conversation. Hope you will as well. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and go Royals!